Who's fucking weirder? People older than, let's say 30. People older than 30 <laughs> who still make a big deal out of their birthday, mm-hmm. right? Or same group, uh, people who care about Disney World. Disney World, 100%. That's not even like a debate. Why? The Disney one's creepier. Because I know a lot of, the, I, well, so I know both groups. The one thing I will say for the people who get older who care a lot about their birthday that I do understand is it's a good excuse to f- get friends that you don't see that frequently to show up. And that I get and understand. And the most surprising part about aging is having friends that you see like once a year. It's like, yeah, that, okay, fair. There's no excuse for Disney World if you don't have kids. You're a fucking psychopath. I have, I have known, so maybe you guys I don't. say this as someone who loves cartoons. You're a fucking psychopath. The rest of the country may not know about this. Uh, I don't know if it's a type. Certainly it's everywhere, but it, it maybe not with the same prolificness. But in Florida, there are like Disney psychos. That's my dad. Like they, they, you, they have a room where it's just every Disney mm. Pez dispenser. Like, like I've seen this. Yeah. Right? They, they meet partners that also love Disney so they can continue going to Disney together. And I don't get it. And if you live in Florida, you can get a year-long pass that's like only one and a half times the normal ticket. So you can go every week if you want, and they do. Every I just week. don't get my my friend Alex. Uh, he, he's a leftist, and he, he sort of, you know, he he's bringing that lens to it. But his thing is that Disney is like white comfort food. Like everything is set up to basically be non-existent 1950s america and like the republican brain yeah you know, like main street usa yeah, yeah. Oh, and absolutely. every there's just basically no real problem yeah everything's figured out and there's a bright future and the past is like fun western bears and the future is figment <laughs> and the future looks like the present just with a few lasers I don't think that's wrong, but that to me is inherently Why do creepy. People, uh, it is creepy, but I just, I don't understand. Like 1950s towns to me are, are like, when I see that, I think of Stepford Wife. I don't think like, oh, charming. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, that's just his theory. I don't understand it at all. It's a level of commitment that I don't get. And I'm a vaguely obsessive person. So if I yes. can't understand what the hook is, I'm just totally lost. I actually, to my point here. I've listened to probably 50 to 100 episodes of WDW Radio, your Walt Disney information station hosted by Lou Mangello. Why? That, wait, 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 no, no. That is the animating question. That one simple <laughs> what word. Was, what was the first time? What was the, the first time you listened? What was the thought? It was, I don't know how it came up. It's just one of those things where you're browsing. And I'm like, Walt Disney Radio, what even could that be? Like, are they talking about, like, Avengers and new releases or whatever? Right. I click it. No, it's just Lou Mangello who goes to the park constantly. It's about the parks. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fairly niche. I wonder how long he's been doing it. Forever. <laughs> I wonder how long these episodes are. Joe Rogan-esque. Right? You listen to 50 it became to 100. It became good like shower listening in the morning because is it? this well here's why because this guy is more excited about fucking Disney World than I've been about anything in my entire life and because he's been doing it so long the the intensity of his passion 
is they'll be like, hey guys, welcome back. It's another beautiful Tuesday and we're breaking down the nine best apps at Pirates of the Caribbean booty bounty bouquet or whatever. And then it's just for the entire, he's bringing in. He talks in, about the food at the parks. The food's horrible. It's so grand. He's talking about the food at specific locations. He's talking about oh uh, today the 12 uh, doors that may or may not have a surprise behind them. Actually, never mind. I know why you're into it. Yeah, no, that, that checks out. Why? Because he's an obsessive crazy, which is immediately fascinating, right? And it's got the positive valence, right? So it's somebody who's excited about something that makes no sense whatsoever. And so your brain goes, I have to know why. And so you just keep digging, but there is no why. He's so positive and the episodes does like, he ever break does he ever a moment where he just gets angry no, at the parks or he like no because he loves and he'll tell you this he just loves talking disney he did this on his own and disney just found him and was just like well i don't know why you're doing this but here's some money i mean you're you're doing free propaganda for us yes i mean we aren't even buying your, you're just paying to come do propaganda <laughs> for us i guess you can use the logo <laughs> <laughs> Like, he will have a guest on where he goes, like, today we're breaking down the 12 most interesting facades in the Magic Kingdom. Now, these are, they look like the front of a building, but there's nothing behind them. Have you ever wondered, is there something behind or not? We're going to break time, down, Lou. we're going to break down the ones where you go, there's got to be something in there. There's nothing in there. And I've got my friend Brian with me today. Brian, you son of a bitch, what do you got to say? He's always demeaning to his guests, too, <laughs> because they know less about Disney. Like if if he's wait, wait, at, so he's an ebullient nerd who still bullies people for not loving the hobby as much as him. If he's at Animal Kingdom, <laughs> right, and you're talking to him that. about you know the best food, and you say something other than the baboon barbecue pit, he's gonna he's gonna give it to you. He's not gonna pull punches. You absolute dipshit. I mean, I'll give him this: there really is only ever one good food option at every park. So that is, you are a fucking idiot. God, I would love to have Lou Montello on the show. I was just gonna say we gotta talk to Lou. I want Lou is too big I've been a to star. I've been to Disney a lot. He was awarded Best Travel Podcast for nine consecutive years by who? By the Podcast Authority. <laughs> I just want to, I'm just flipping to his, his page here. Lou Mangiello, I fucking love you. Um, Gotta find this guy. Here's a couple titles from recent episodes. Uh, episode number 564. <laughs> Top 10 little things we miss in Walt Disney World. Part two. <laughs> Part two, yes. Yep. Couldn't get through that top 10 list in a tight hour. Overlooked experiences for adults in Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah, getting your dick sucked on Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, well, Although that's your wildest idea of what could happen at Disney World. <laughs> Top 10 Disney movies that should be made into attractions. Disney mm. in space. I'm actually curious about that one. Finding Florida. Why, when, and how Walt Disney World came to Orlando. That's 553. Top 10 seats in Walt Disney World. Dot, dot, dot. And how to get them. That's just nice benches where you can watch the fireworks. The Polite oh Pig. Live dining review from inside the parks. That's 548. He's just sitting. With a microphone going, I'll tell you what, Disney does appetizers best. He's just surrounded by a sea of families that are exhausted and miserable and have spent an exorbitant sum of money to be there, right? Sitting there, a single man with a microphone, intently describing how his reheated burger 
compares to the place that serves the same reherded burger up the street. That's psychotic. Episode 545, the extinct stage shows of Walt Disney World. These are just stage shows that he's gone to at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. There were some good ones back in the day. And he explains some of the better ones he saw, like the Epcot Daredevil Circus Spectacular and Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Ace Ventura was pretty cool back in the day. That one was cool. Very short-lived, but cool. Muppets on Location, The Days of Swine and Roses. Seems pretty good. I mean, I am into the Muppets. I'd Do you see how like he he starts bringing you in? <laughs> uh, Native Dis- American culture in Disney parks and movies. Five thirty-seven. Here's the thing: if I know Lou Mangello, he's treating it with dignity. <laughs> oh, that's a. I think don't, Lou's got don't do it. Don't that one, Lou. It's five thirty-three. Moving to Disney World Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Five hundred episodes about Disney. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I'm going to die before we hit 200 about politics, an ever-changing landscape. Italy and Epcot. How close is the pavilion to the real thing? What an incredible gift. I'm going to put that in the list of things to try to check out next time in Florida. Lou Mangello. I just want to talk to him. I've spent so many hours trying to figure this man out, and I can't. 